0: A 23-year-old woman was driving her car through the Ontario town of Tubermory. It it was unfamiliar terrain for her, so she was dutifully following her, her GPS. Indeed, she was so intent on following the device that she didn't notice that her car was headed straight for the Georgian Bay. She drove down a boat launch and straight into the frigid water. Thankfully, writes Smithsonian journalist Clive Thompson, she, she managed to climb out and, and swim to shore as her bright red Toyota sank beneath the waves. We can smile at that story. But I have to admit, more than a few times while while I was traveling and my My phone battery was dying. That I was uh, most concerned about, even panicked about, was how would I ever find my way to a meeting or to the airport without my GPS? And how did it come to this, really? Remember when we used to say someone had a good sense of direction? Do you remember that? They could find their way without a map. Lynn is still like that. She knows where she is in the city without having to look at her phone. And for those without a good sense of direction, does anyone remember maps in the glove compartment? A Map of, say, the entire East Coast, the state of Michigan. You, you'd unfold that map to check your location, align it with, with signs on the road to figure out the right route forward, and then you'd try to refold that map again. Finding our way has long been a goal of human beings as we migrated across continents thousands of years ago by constructing a map from stars as we steered ships across oceans using marine chromometers. Discerning the way forward has long been a human objective. Our fall theme, Flourish, prompted by a study that Harvard supported called the Human Flourishing Project, discovered that by choosing to align our lives with with a faith community and becoming engaged in its spiritual practices, If we do that, we can steer away from risky behaviors that can upend our lives. We can steer away from addictions. We can steer away from mental health issues such as depression. In other words, we can flourish in church. And what practices can we adopt? So far, we've considered how God's word can lead us to a place of no danger, as Lynn phrased it a few weeks ago. We reflected on how we can flourish by grounding our lives in generosity, by praying the prayer of examine, by praising God through music, and studying the moral compass that we find here in this faith community. Last Sunday, we considered the practice of hospitality, and Paul writes that we are called to philozenian diocontus, to pursue with zeal. And practice hospitality. Which brings us to our seventh practice of discernment. It's one of the most familiar stories in the Bible Zacchaeus and the sycamore tree. You remember it likely. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, which during Jesus' time was as bad as it sounds today. And worse, Zacchaeus was wealthy. And we can imagine how a wealthy tax collector was not someone who made friends easily. And then there was his short stature, a detail, a Sunday school song you might remember described him then as a, do you remember, a wee little man. Yet as we quickly discover, there was more to Zacchaeus than that. Our passage describes how he felt this overwhelming desire To see Jesus. And why is that? Well, we're not quite sure. Just before our passage, Jesus had had healed a blind beggar saying his faith had made him well. He told a rich man who who wanted to be given eternal life that he needed to sell everything and, and give it to the poor. And then he would have treasure in heaven and come follow me, said Jesus. But he had also told a parable about prayer and how the the Pharisee flaunted his access to God, while the tax collector, if you remember, was penitent. Jesus said the tax collector went home justified before God. So if word had gotten around, as word does, likely Zacchaeus had heard these stories, and, and something churned down deep in his heart, in his soul, and his mind. Now, others had also been moved by Jesus' words, and they, 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 they surrounded him as he walked through the Jericho street. But Zacchaeus was undeterred, and he, and he climbed up that sycamore tree to, to get a better view, and then it happens, Jesus sees him up there in a tree. This week, as I reflected on my own woeful dependence on my phone's GPS, I began to wonder, how does that actually work? Do you know, one writer describes GPS as actually this network of 30 satellites above us. The system was developed for military navigation, but now anyone can receive those radio signals. And those radio signals traveling at the speed of light are are intercepted by our phones, which calculate the distance between us and that satellite. If you have three of them, you can locate where you are by a process called trilateration. And trilateration, as navigational geeks know, is not triangulation. Triangulation is about angles. Trilateration is about distance. As another writer explains, the, the first satellite, broadcasts has a signal that eventually hits your, your phone. This distance forms what we can think of as a circle, equal in all distances. What happens then when your phone receives a second signal? Again, another circle is created. And where those two circles intersect, you begin to learn where you are. When a third satellite connects with your phone, where all three of those circles overlap and intersect, that is how you determine where you are. After Jesus saw a tax collector on that branch in the sycamore tree, he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. There are circles now intersecting. Zacchaeus came down at once and, and welcomed him gladly into his home. All the people saw this, records Luke, and began to mutter. He's gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, look. Here, now, Lord, I give away half of my possessions to the poor. If if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek Save the lost. I have to admit, while I'm familiar with that verse, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, I often forget that it's found where it's found in the Gospels and and, and that Luke connects it to this story of of a wealthy tax collector. And while I was doing some reading on this passage a few weeks ago, I came across a a detail I'd never heard before. And that is along with his zeal to see Jesus and along with his stature, Zacchaeus' name actually means in Hebrew, pure and innocent. Meaning, yes, Zacchaeus was law. And yes, Jesus saved him, but not necessarily from himself, but rather Jesus helps him find himself. Jesus helped Zacchaeus to to reclaim his true identity, his given name. An identity as one who, who gives half his wealth to the poor. And makes it right with those who had cheated. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the laws. It was a little over a year ago that Ruth Bell Olson and I began to talk through this inkling she had that she might be called to ordain ministry discussed how it was an ancient Christian tradition to, to set apart those who felt a call to serve God's people and to proclaim the good news of the gospel, both in word and in deed. As it reads in the book of Acts, while they were worshiping the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, "Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. So they placed their hands on them and they sent them off on their way by the Holy Spirit. I shared how in our Christian tradition, those seeking ordination also embark on the spirit and time of of discernment, where they search their soul, their mind, and their heart, as a congregation does the same, seeking to discover if, in fact, this is God's will. And how we do that work, discernment, is we use a spiritual GPS. We use spiritual trilateration. Instead of locating our place in the world through those three circles from the three satellites. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are invited to, to orient our lives through how, how, how the Bible and a baptism font and the cross intersect with our lives. For while our phone GPS can sometimes lull us into not paying attention to our surroundings and to even drop, drive our, our car off into a bay, a spiritual GPS Compels us to not only pay deeply close attention to our surroundings, but also to the people in our life. Fellow travelers, fellow Zacchaeuses, all of us seeking to find and to use that spiritual GPS. Because as the body of Christ, engaged in ministry, we are all called by by God's grace and, and by Christ's example to, to help each other to find our true selves, to save ourselves, and to discern the path that God longs for us to travel in our lives. For indeed, if we pause to reflect on it, Has not spiritual trilateration brought us all here together on this joyful Sabbath morning? And will it not, thanks be to God, lead each of us forward on this precious and holy journey of faith?